You're listening to Illuminate Your Practice, a podcast designed for docs on a mission to align their life and practice. I'm your host, Dr. Christy Wick. I'm a practicing chiropractor, CEO, mom boss, and interior design junkie. I've worked with hundreds of DCs to grow their practices with patients they love, teams that are loyal, and profits that continue to grow. I think we can all agree that your practice isn't truly thriving until your life and business are coexisting in harmony. So if you're ready to bring your whole self to practice, you're in the right place. Let's jump in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Illuminate Your Practice. So today, I'm going to be chatting with you a little bit about a phenomenon that I know is occurring across the country because I see people talking about it. And it's how hard it is to attract and retain the right team members for your practice. I am certainly no exception to this challenge. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of my perspective on some things you can do to just get clear on what's going to help you really get the right people in your sphere and your circle. Before we jump into that, I wanted to make sure that I mention how many of you are longing for, yearning for some in-person connection. Most of you have heard me talk about on the podcast that we are having our signature event, Camp Illuminate, coming up soon in Wisconsin. But also, the Women Chiropractors Nonprofit is going to be hosting their convention. This year, it's called the Unconvention. I think it's like, yeah, just the Unconvention or the Unconventional Convention. Uh, One of the two. And we will put the link for registration in the show notes here, but you definitely can head on over to their Facebook page for more information. It is in the middle of October at a really beautiful hotel in Clearwater Beach, Florida. I actually have hosted an event at that hotel before. And so I can tell you the rooms are beautiful. The beach is beautiful. It's a really fantastic spot. So the lineup of speakers is awesome and they have some really interesting things planned that are, as per the name, unconventional. So I know that you would absolutely love being there and I would love to see you there. I'll be speaking on Saturday and then we also will have a booth there. So myself and our client support specialist for Illuminate will be there chatting with all of you about what we offer and all that good stuff. So I would really love to see you there. Head on over to the show notes so that you can take a peek and you can sign up to join us. Okay. So I first would love to know, in fact, I will plan with my team, we'll post a few just questions and polls in the free Facebook group for Illuminated Insiders when this episode comes out, because I would love to know how many of you do feel that it has been more difficult as of late to attract and retain the right team members. I have seen this pattern not only with my clients, this has been a hot topic for the last like year and a half within the group coaching program. So I know that this is happening with them. And then I'm definitely seeing a lot more conversation about it in all the free Facebook groups with chiropractors as well. And it's not just CAs, it's associates as well. It is, I mean, 
anytime on Facebook, I see someone asking about an associate or like who's looking for one, it's insane how many people are like, yep, me. And then they're sharing all their locations. So it's just tricky. And I know that obviously there's lots of world, you know, situations that are impacting that right now. I don't know there's a whole lot that we can talk about there. I mean, one of the biggest things that I think is important to note is just living your culture out loud as much as possible, which is the main thing I want to talk to you about today. Because for instance, like one of our more recent hires, one of our full-time CA hires, she actually reached out to us when she moved to the area because we are so transparent about our culture in our social media that when she was kind of researching companies in our town, she had just decided based on how transparent we are with our culture that she would really love to work here. And that actually happens more often than I ever expected. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the people that reach out are a good fit either. So it's really important, I think, for you to get as clear as possible about what you stand for and what you will and will not accept within your team culture in the practice. And that doesn't mean just thinking about it. It doesn't mean talking about it. It means writing it down on paper. In fact, most recently in this these last few weeks, we're about to put up another another job listing. Part of our challenge is we're just growing so rapidly that I have never needed so much staff before. It just it's like I just feel like I fill one position and then I need to add another position. So that has created some of our challenge, but as I am kind of continually refining and tweaking our job listings, I now in the last few weeks have thought you know, I'm going to put our culture commitments in the job listing itself so that people can read them and decide if they align with their character. Because if not, like no need to apply. And so the main thing I want to talk to you about today is how I defined our culture here at the practice, how we did. Like this is not me. This was our executive team that did this together a few years ago. And it's evolved and changed over time as we have. But the nice thing about it is it doesn't allow for confusion. In fact, honestly, like when I've had people quit recently, they have cited our culture in that as far as like they can't fundamentally align with it. And so therefore, it honestly just makes things very clear right? So in my mind, it is the best way to ensure that you are putting out into the universe what you will and will not accept. So therefore, the universe can provide with the right people that have a chance of sticking with you long term. Because, you know, this is just like a relationship, the only more difficult thing about it is that you need more than one person. <laughs> you need several people that are willing to commit to the same core values and understanding and 
you know, the way you live your life in a relationship, in my mind, is super similar to the way you live your life within a team. And your values are your values. And that's going to show up in both personal and professional life. And so it is hard to find the right people. But the more clarity you have around what fundamentally needs to be there within those potential team members, the easier it will be. So when I'm talking about culture, you all have heard of core values when it comes to professional and team stuff. I've read a million books that talk about core values. I'm sure you have too. They're usually lumped together with mission statements or purpose statements or whatever, right? I mean, I know of companies that have their three to five core values and their three to five specific words, and then they have like sentences about them. And honestly, I just kind of got a bad taste in my mouth from that because a lot of the companies that I have witnessed from the outside looking in with that type of situation, they just like were cracked up to be like their core values were kind of... I'm trying to figure out the right word. Like vague is not the right word. They just were like airy fairy. They were there as lip service. And for me, I wanted to go deeper with the concept, but put my own spin on it. And so a few years ago, after some a cascade kind of a, of events, I sat down with our executive team and I said, look, like, I don't want to come up with three to five core value words. That doesn't feel congruent. And it honestly feels kind of like prohibitive. Like it felt like that would be putting us in a box that wasn't real and it it would never be real. And so what I wanted to do is to actually define what we expected with our culture. And so I came up with this phrase, culture commitments, And it has felt really right for the last few years. So I teach about this inside the group coaching program. In fact, you know, even with hiring within my program, like I talk about how to make sure, like, here's my example of my job listing. And here's how you can see the overlap between our culture commitments and my job listing. Because it's really important for you to remember that people are wired how they're wired. And there's a lot of things that you can not you cannot train people to change and evolve on. And so I wanted our culture commitments to reflect wiring. Like if you are already wired like this, then you have a phenomenal chance of feeling so at home here in the environment that we have so lovingly created. So I'm gonna read you our culture commitments. I don't think I need to go in depth about like how they show up in our practice. In fact, I'm recording this at the office today. And as I was driving to the office this morning, I was thinking, you know, I feel like maybe I've done an episode about this before. (laughs) I should really probably look through all of them. And then I was like, nope, this feels really important for me to talk about today. So I'm going to talk about it anyway, because this is something for all of you if you decide to take this on. You must continually revisit this. You must talk about it. You must make sure that your team members understand it. 
I'm going all the way down to actually my friend and mentor, Kate Northrup. She have, I think she calls them core values, but she asks her team at their team meetings to basically do shout outs every week of another team member that they saw really exemplifying one of the core values and give an example of what happened there. And we're going to be doing that as well with our culture commitments moving forward. I also use these in my quarterly check-ins and coaching sessions with my team members. So they rate themselves on how they're doing with them. And they talk to me about what areas they might need more support to really be able to pour themselves into these culture commitments. So they're really important to me. And it's something that I feel I'm continually tested on as a leader because I'm an extraordinarily sensitive person. And so when people are not like adhering isn't the right way, when they're struggling with these, when they are not showing up congruent with them, it's a challenge for me. And there's always, anytime you have a team of people There's always going to be challenges when it comes to understanding and interpersonal communication and work ethic and, you know, long-term plans. And so in my mind, these are truly like a litmus test to see how we can all grow together if we are truly wired in a similar manner. So here are the River Shores Chiropractic culture commitments. Number one, our energy is sacred. Number two, if we see something, we say something. Number three, we make it personal. Number four, we see it to the finish. Number five, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Number six, if we're not all in, we're out. Number seven, we own our strengths. Number eight, we make mistakes and repair with love. And I have to shout out Tarzan K, who was in my mastermind last year and this year for that one. I believe we got the whole thought process for that one from her. Number nine, we value innovation over tradition. And number 10, our individual responsibility leads to team success. So again, I don't want to talk about each one because they're meant to just be examples and inspiration. And it's something that now you can kind of think of this concept and you can decide if this feels right to you. Do you want to explore it on your own? Do you want to do something like this with your team? I can tell you when we did these as an executive team, we sat down and they literally just came out of us. Like we ended up with 10. We had 10 originally. We actually deleted one recently and we put in that we make mistakes and repair with love. And so we didn't like shoot to have 10. The 10 original ones just came out and they came out pretty quickly. We probably got this done in like an hour, maybe 90 minutes. And so I would just encourage you, like, don't put limitations on it. See what comes out. If you have longstanding team members, I would encourage you to do it together. So that way you can kind of put words to what works for your culture. And definitely if you're frustrated, if you feel like you haven't been able to attract the right people, if you haven't been able to retain the right people, do this exercise. 
you must get clear on what you expect, what you accept, and you have to communicate that with prospects and with your team on a regular basis. These are, in my mind, non-negotiables. So, you know, we have examples of this stuff pop up all the time. And it's not like I'm parroting these phrases back to my team. It's just like, hey, you know, if you can't be all in for the vision of what we're creating here, and if you aren't excited to come to work every day, and if you don't want to pour into the culture and therefore then receive the benefits back, like, it's cool for you to be out. Like, as much as I'm a super sensitive person and I freaking hate team turnover, it is awful. I also don't want people here that are just going to be like a placeholder that just think it's a J-O-B and they just want to like punch the time clock and collect their money. Like that freaking gets under my skin like there's nothing else. And, you know, we've had tons of situations in the past where someone was really committed for a period of time and then they just like, you know, this part of their career or this career path or whatever you want to call it just wasn't part of their vision anymore. And so they weren't all in. And so those people see themselves out in our culture. And that might seem harsh and it might feel yucky, but like this is after now so many years of trying to accommodate and cater so that we like were allowing other people's stuff to then dictate what is possible and what is best for us here. And I'm just not going to do that. It's not healthy for anyone. And it's really important, again, that you recognize and understand that people are just wired certain ways. And life things change. You know, what people think they want in their life changes a ton. I almost swore. I've been so good on this. I'm so proud of myself for how many months, you guys, have I not been swearing on the mic? I'm so proud. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) tangent. But anyway, you know, my sister who works in HR, she says on average now, people hold, they will stay in a position for only 12 to 18 months. So that's bananas. So if you are struggling to attract and retain people It is not always you. And a lot of coaches and gurus out there will tell you that it's always you and like it's only on you as a leader. Now, obviously, you have to be a good leader and you need to do your due diligence and you need to. There's a lot of things that are required of you as a leader. So I'm not saying it's not you, but anytime there's a relationship, there's a give and take. And, you know, team leader relationship, that's a relationship. So it's never going to be 100% someone's fault, yours or theirs. And so in my mind, these culture commitments are a way for you to get better at understanding what's best for you, what's best for the rest of the team, and be able to move through and move on when necessary, when it's just not working out anymore, because people just don't stay in jobs for 20 years like they used to. It's not a thing. (laughs) So don't set yourself up for that expectation only to continue to get let down. And this is one of the ways that you can make sure that you have clarity on what's best. So that's what I have for you today. I'll leave you with, I'm not going to leave you with a quote, but I'm going to leave you with a suggestion. I'm sure I've talked about this before, but one of my very, very favorite team books is called Powerful. And it's by Patty McCord, who was the HR exec that 
basically put in play a lot of the cool culture things at Netflix. I love that book. So if you're really working on team culture, I would highly suggest it. Another team book favorite is Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. So if you're working on this stuff, those are two great resources for you. Again, head on over to the show notes and click on the link to join me in October at the Unconvention for the WDC. Would love to see you on the beach and hang out um, and have a great rest of your week. I will catch you again on the flip side. Adios.